Consider the following, and some of the results you will hardly believe. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Living Full Kombucha Podcast. My name is Lydia. Hello, hello. So glad that you're here, and as I typically have said lately, I'm glad that I'm here. It has been a hot minute since I have been on, and I took a hiatus that I didn't know I was going to take. So thank you to everyone who has been reaching out to me, one, asking me if I was okay, and saying, hey, we want to hear more episodes, and yeah, I'm just excited to be here too, and I'm glad that you're joining in. If this is your first time tuning in, What's up? I'm so glad that you're here as well. This podcast is essentially my verbal journal. I transitioned out of the public school system and I began to brew kombucha commercially. And this podcast is just my journey of all the ups and the downs and things that I'm learning, things that went really great and other things that didn't go great that I just discussed here on the pod and be as candid and transparent as possible. And my ultimate goal is to open what I deem an inclusive tap room that celebrates neurodiversity in the brewing space. I used to be a public school teacher who taught adults with disabilities, and I'd like to leave all the stuff I didn't like about the public school system and bring all the things that I I really liked, mostly the people, and I would like to employ adults with disabilities and have a work training program and also make bomb kombucha and other fermented things. I've been on this journey for a little over a year and a half, and we have hired someone. I say we a lot, and really it just used to be me, but I have since hired someone that comes in once a week, helps me bottle, and I have a very supportive spouse that helps me a ton with rolling labels, going to markets, and just being, like I said, super supportive. And so we are Living Full Kombucha, and you can find us online at livingfullkombucha.com, as well as on all the social media at livingfullkombucha. So like I mentioned, I have been gone quite a long time and I wanted to detail what's been going on and kind of give you a life update of what's really truly happening in my world, especially because in last time's episode, I left you on a really, really big cliffhanger. (laughs) Basically, if you haven't tuned into last time's episode, I shared that I was basically being asked to leave the place that I am sharing a space and brewing at. Right now, I share space out of a brewery in downtown Kenosha, Wisconsin. That's where I'm located. And I've been there a little over a year. And a quick summary, and because I'm going to be spending some of the episode talking about this, they essentially asked me to find a new location for extenuating circumstances. And that's kind of where I left off. And that's why I'm here today, because I have a lot of updates for you. But before I jump into that, I always share what I am sipping on, and I tried something a little awesome tonight. I'm just toot my own horn. I was looking in my refrigerator thinking, okay, I'm going to record a podcast. I should pick something new that I haven't really tried before. And looking in my refrigerator, it's kind of embarrassing, but also awesome all at the same time. I have so many different kombucha bottles and shrub drinking vinegar bottles. I do both kombucha and shrub drinking vinegars that we produce at Living Full Kombucha. And there's also a lot of beer. (laughs) My husband's about to do an advent beer calendar with all of his friends from work so there's like a ton of beer in there that's like all different kinds for every day so perusing all of my shelves i went ahead and selected my favorite shrub flavor which is blueberry ginger it's a shrub flavor that i started off with way back when i first started because naturally i pick flavors first that i myself enjoy and it happens to be our top seller i feel like because i'm pretty biased and that it is my top favorite 
flavor. Oftentimes when people talk about which one should I try, I naturally hand them that. So that might be my fault. But I chose blueberry ginger and I also grabbed a bottle of my newest seasonal kombucha. I've been trying really hard and I've detailed in other episodes about how I'm just trying to bring different flavors to my customers and have been working on different flavor profiles, different ideas. And this past month in November, because it's almost December, it's the end of November. So technically it is my November flavor, but I chose local pears from an orchard nearby. Actually, it's my vendor market neighbor. And he gave me some pears from his orchard and I paired it with cardamom, which, mm, I really enjoy that. Got that warmth. So I paired the pear cardamom with blueberry ginger shrub and a little bit of gin. Just being real. That's what I decided to do. And with the blueberries, it gives that beautiful color. And the pear cardamom is probably one of my favorite seasonals that I have done so far. It is an all green tea kombucha base. And then like I mentioned, I actually added in full pears and then I crushed up cardamom pods and let that soak in the keg for a couple days and the flavor really is pronounced with pear because you know I I heard from other brewer friends they're like pear is a really hard flavor to come across and you don't want to overpower with anything else so I had a lot of fun just trying to find that right balance and I feel like I nailed it (laughs) and this is really delicious and I'm just gonna enjoy sipping on this today so I wanted to give you a little business update tell you where I'm at and tell you why I haven't really been on this podcast in a while. And really, I don't have a good excuse for that. (laughs) I'll just be honest right there. I try to be as honest all the time, but I just haven't really given this podcast as much space as I should. And it sucks because I really truly enjoy this podcast and I've met so many amazing people through this platform, but it's just not something that I put a priority on lately and it's just kind of gone by the wayside. And so I really don't have an excuse as to why I wasn't here. I could try to tell you some more excuses because I have been a little busier. And really, I think the biggest thing it comes down to is that I really have not been hitting my rhythm as a brewer, owner, all things entrepreneur. Am I ever going to ace this part of life? Probably not. I'm in this messy middle stage and I really love structure and I like knowing that on Tuesdays I record and on Wednesdays I brew and all this stuff. But with the challenges of kind of doing all things on your own for the most part, I have not really done a good job making time for this podcast. And I've also been taking on more things in my life. Okay, Lydia, that's super vague. Let's kind of dive in here. Uh, I have actually taken on a little bit more events lately. And so from the last episode, I have been mostly doing a Thursday and Saturday market. And I did that basically all summer long and they were mainstay markets uh, every Thursday evening and then Saturday mornings. And I had done the Saturday one since we first started and then I gained a Thursday one. But looking at our sales and really just our reach and where we wanted to go, we realized that we were able to do one more market And we were hearing from a lot of our vendor friends that there was a really great opportunity in Crystal Lake, Illinois. And if you've been following me for a really long time, and I don't even know, maybe I didn't share about this before, but Crystal Lake is actually where I moved to after I moved away from home and I got married. We lived in Crystal Lake, Illinois for like five years, and I worked at the school system. Like that's where I was a teacher. And that area is kind of like my second home. And to hear that there was a really great market over there, I thought, okay, maybe this would be a really great opportunity to kind of connect and kind of go full circle and something I've always wanted to do. And now I had the opportunity. 
There were a couple of hoops to jump through, of course, because as I've mentioned, I am in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and to be at a market in Illinois, you do have to have a couple of different tax documents and insurance policy stuff had to be updated, all that jazz, but I figured that out, got my sales certificate. I'm not being super specific here, so don't quote me on this, but I got everything I needed correct with the Illinois government component, and I was able to start selling on Sundays. So if you think about that, we have our Thursday market, Saturday market, and a Sunday market. And those of you who are fellow brewers and are in that farmer's market realm, especially those of you who are kind of doing everything on your own, you understand how much effort goes into a market event and just packing up the car and obviously transporting all of our really precious liquid to get to somebody else and then convincing the masses that it's not vinegar. (laughs) I'm in the Midwest. Still a really big education component, which I love. I'm so glad I'm here. But markets are a big take. So thinking of that three days a week, I really didn't have a lot of energy to put back into other things that I really enjoyed, like a podcast and laundry, (laughs) relationships, all these things. And I've kind of been missing that rhythm. And then throw into that, I was being asked to potentially find another place, which I wanted to update you on. So to recap again, I brew out of a brewery in downtown Kenosha, been there a little over a year, and I have a little designated area that is mine where all of my fermenters sit. I have a little bit of storage area and then I share the cooler with the brewery and that's where I put all of my boxes of bottles, my kegs, CO2 tanks, everything like that. And then I am actually on tap there and I'm able to sell my bottles out of their cooler. It's just been a really awesome experience and I cannot say enough good things about it and all the people that I've met and really just all the experiences that I've been able to have there. However, I was approached towards the end of the summer, which for reference for us, I'm talking the outdoor market season. Again, Midwest here, and so we go through October, which is kind of weird because October is like hit or miss. It's either super warm or it's like, oh my gosh, hand warmers, it's raining, no one's at the market. (laughs) So towards the end of the summer season, I have that in quotes, so the mid to late October time, I was approached by the management at this brewery, Public Craft Brewing Company. And just so you know, I always try to be as transparent as possible, but also I do have to recognize and I have to respect that public is not my business. And so what I am sharing is a little bit of an edited version because legally I wanna make sure that I'm saying the right things. And since this is a super popular worldwide podcast, (laughs) I do have to be cognizant of what I share because if this ever gets back to them, not that this is hiding from them. But anyway, that's all to say that I'm giving a short summary of what's going on because of privacy reasons. But I was approached and told that there would be some people coming in to help support the business and that they would like to potentially utilize my area in which I brew and use it to put some of their own things. And they would like to move in fairly quickly. And I thought, oh man, how quick are we talking here? And they were saying, within the next couple of months, is it possible for you to basically get out of here ASAP? And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like this kind of blindsided me at first. And I just was trying to absorb what this would mean. And especially if you all are brewers, you understand that I can't just move out overnight. There's a lot of batches going at different times. Uh, It's temperature sensitive, SCOBY moving. Oh my goodness, I've already done it once. And it's kind of not that exciting. And it takes a long time in phases. And really, where am I gonna go? (laughs) 
<laughs> like, I don't know where I'm going to go at this point. And so that was all hit on me at one day. And literally the next day, this business property owner, and again, I'm not trying to speak illy of these people. I know that they're just doing the best that they can, but he approached me and he said, hey, we're also going to need to discuss your rent and it would probably need to go up. And then he slapped me with a number that was double the amount of rent that I was paying at the time, like literally double. Okay. And to be transparent, I told you I would, and I've already done like a finances episode before I am paying $500 a month and that is super reasonable like really gracious but again the owner of this place has been phenomenal because he knows that you know he was a home brewer at once he needed to start somewhere and this is me just getting started and he's getting me that leverage to kind of get some footing but anyway I've been paying 500 but he was asking well and by the way the owner and the building manager are two different people so I want you to keep that straight (laughs) but the building property owner was saying a thousand dollars a month is what we're going to need. I was like, whoa, 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 expletive, expletive in my brain. <laughs> this is all coming at once. And I, I am actually kind of proud of myself because I stuck my ground. And I was like, hey, you just hit me with all this information within 48 hours. I don't have a place to go. This is going to take a long time to be able to move. This is my job. This is my full-time income. And for you to say, I'm going to double this at this point, that's really, really difficult for me and would probably put me out of business. Again, just being transparent. I'm not made of money right now, and I'm just trying to put everything back into the business to be able to grow. And let's talk about the Midwest again. We are just finishing outdoor season, and we are going into the winter months, which as we all know, if you are in this area, means a drop drastically in sales. So you have to get so much more creative to try to get people to even want to try your product, nonetheless buy it during this season. And he's asking me to double my rent. This is looking really impossible. And I had a a flip out moment. And I think that's pretty appropriate, honestly. I stood my ground. I was really proud of myself and how I spoke to him. But I like ran out in the alleyway and I was shaking. I was crying. And I was just like, what is going on? Why is this all happening at once? I'm so confused. And of course, I called my husband. I was just like, he's telling me that I need to pay double my rent. And then I was like super like slobbery mess. And then I just got really angry. And I was just like, I can't believe this is happening. And then at the end of the phone call, I was freaking determined that I was going to find another way. And I was like, get up, Lydia. Like, this is something you got to solve. And this is something you need to stand up for. You need to be the voice. And even though I stood my ground and told him what I needed, I realized I'm going to need to say that a lot more times in front of a lot more people. I need to stand up for my business as much as possible. And I need to have that mental toughness to begin looking for places, even though I am definitely not ready. And just for frame of like where I'm at and scaling, I had planned to potentially stay at this brewery probably for two years or until I just couldn't, I was making too much kombucha that I needed to scale and obviously have a little bit of capital to put away so that I could get my own retail space because that was really the next thing I wanted to do was get my own retail place instead of moving in with another business, doing what I've been doing the last couple of years. (sighs) So where to begin? Where to begin? Well, I began first looking at what does retail even cost right now? Again, I wasn't looking for this that soon, but 
if this is probably the next step for us anyway, could we speed up the process a little bit? So looking at some of the real estate, I did want to stay in the area of downtown Kenosha. It is a more populated area. And so because it is a little bit closer to the interstate and it's more of a bigger city, properties are going to be a little bit more money, especially for lease. I was looking for a lease not to buy. And per square foot, and I don't know where you live in the world. I don't know how this compares, but for me, this is kind of expensive for my budget. And remember, I have to find a place that has a commercial kitchen since I have a commercial food or I would have to build it in there, which would just mean more dollar signs. But most places with a commercial kitchen that I was finding was between 12 to $15 a square foot. And you can imagine with all the equipment that we would need, I'm looking for a place that's about 1,500 to 2,000 square feet. And it's important to know on, on this point with the space is if I'm going to be moving into a space that is my own and be paying, you know, that top retail dollar, right now I'm only brewing in a space that's like 225 square feet. It's cramped. <laughs> it's very, very small. But really, realistically, if I'm going to move into my own retail space, I need to be thinking of a couple years in advance and how much more kombucha can I produce in that space so that I can, you know, find a spot that I can pay the rent and, you know, eventually maybe even build a tap room from there. And so I really have to be thinking of a couple steps forward instead of finding another place that's like 500 square feet because I just grow out of it too fast. And realistically, if I looked at my production right now, I am brewing 200 gallons and I would like to be quadrupling that within the next year or two. And so thinking about that and obviously how much space and money all fermenters cost and like I said, how much space they take. I would probably be best in 1,500 to 2,000 square feet, and that is modest. So again, looking at the downtown Kenosha area, we weren't really finding a lot of places, really any places were available that would fit our needs. And so we tried to widen our radius to Kenosha County. And my husband and I actually live right on the outskirts of the county. It's like 30 minutes away from the downtown area. And so looking more in our town, we actually did find something that was like $9 a square foot, which was like, okay, that's super reasonable. However, that space alone, just looking at all the pipes and the framework having to put in, it was going to cost so much money to basically get it set up that by the time you invested all of that money just to get the place set up, it, it wasn't going to be the best fit for us. And <laughs> oh my goodness, that was like the shortest summary I could tell you about that place. We actually spent several weeks investing our time looking at this location nearby our home. And I actually paid a couple hundred dollars just to have someone come out and locate the pipes in the walls. And then for all of that to fall through, especially this small and like early on in my business, that definitely took a little cut, but it was a risk I had to take. And unfortunately it didn't go in our favor. So we were still on the hunt for more. Now let's go back to the brewery and let's go sit down as I put on my big girl pants and I talk to some of these people and try to fend for myself a little bit. I was approached again by the building manager and he was saying, okay, I rethought about this. I understand 1000 isn't going to be working for you. However, we do need to increase your rent. So we were thinking, and again, this is like, you know, October, we would start with your rent and we would increase it $50 a month every single month. And I'm like, whoo. And it would cap at, I believe it was $800. And if I wasn't able to get out in that amount of time, it would just stay at that $800. So as you can see, time is of the essence, but there are just so many different components I'm thinking of. So one, find a place. Two, do I have enough money for all of this? 
Three, hey, you're still in all these market events. You still need to be producing kombucha and making sure you're good. And four, are you taking care of yourself? Like there's just so many different things that I'm trying to juggle and keep up in the air, but it has been a little hard to maintain that mental toughness, especially being in this environment where I know that they want me to leave. And again, like I've mentioned, I've been there for over a year. This was kind of more of a shock for everybody. And so there has been a lot of changes in this business at the brewery. And so I wasn't being the only one asked to change things around. Of course, this kind of directly impacted my livelihood. As I mentioned before, this is my full-time job, but everyone at the brew is kind of getting little tweaks and things to maybe their job description or their environment they're a part of. And so it was a funky spot to be in all around, both physically and mentally. Taking a little sip of my drink, but hey, don't worry. It gets way better than this, I promise. And you know what? Although it was a funky time, I am super proud of myself of how I navigated this and really this allowed me to pivot and challenge some things about myself that I didn't know I needed to challenge at this time and it really helped me think about the bigger picture a little bit faster and I think it was all at the end of the day really healthy and I'm really happy for these I don't even want to say bad times but unexpected news but like I said we're getting into the good stuff so now at this time introduce my friend Jenny Jenny is another female-owned company and she owns Eastview Coffee in downtown Kenosha and interestingly enough she actually shares space at another brewery that shares the same alleyway as I do (laughs) and we opened around the same time. She has amazing coffee that she ethically sources and she roasts herself. She is incredible if you haven't checked her out. Eastview Coffee. Oh my goodness. Love you Jenny. You're amazing. But anyway that's all to say that she is now in a unique position as well that she would like to find her own place too. Now she isn't kind of under the gun like I am with timing but she is in a very very small space and she is scaling and really the next step in her business is to find a place that would be bigger for her. So because of these crazy times I don't even remember who approached who but all I remember is that Jenny and I were meeting at public one day and we were discussing the possibility of moving in together and sharing our businesses together. Now, that doesn't mean that we would each become, you know, like I wouldn't be a part of Eastview Coffee and she would be a part of Living Full Kombucha, but we would share and inhabitate. Is that a word? I don't know. Habitate. There we go. Cohabitate? Yeah, there we go. We would be sharing the same space and it would be Living Full Kombucha alongside Eastview Coffee and we would try to open a retail location together, but also split the rent (laughs) because we are in very unique positions in which we are definitely have the demand for our product and we're at that ceiling in where we are right now and you know me, I need to find a new place, but money isn't really trickling in enough for us to buy that, you know, 12 to $15 a square foot scenario. And so looking at us having the possibility to move in together kind of helped lessen this load of one, finances, but two, just bringing a very unique opportunity to this downtown area that we could both thrive under. So that's kind of where I've been exploring the last couple of months. So we went on the hunt together. We went and looked at a couple of different places that were open for lease around the Kenosha area. And we did find a couple that were really great. But again, looking at that, you know, two to three, even four year picture, 
we had to think about how we would utilize the space. And so some of these places we were looking at were like, ooh, this is a little bit too small. Ooh, this is extra small. Even though it would fit us right now, we need to think about how we can grow into that space. And before you get on me, and I know I even probably, well, I don't know for real, but if you're like a legal person, you're like, why are you getting into business with somebody else who has a, you know, their own separate thing and there's so many things that could go wrong. Yeah, I definitely see it too. There's a lot of what ifs, but there's also a lot of great what ifs <laughs> if, if you can get my drift there. Um, there's so many different things that we can do together and we complement each other so well. And she's also very on board with my mission about neurodiversity in the workplace. And we want to host community events and t- being too like, I, I see it, powerhouse women and our businesses and what we're bringing to the world. I think this is going to be a great asset both for our community and really even just for ourselves. And as we continue to build, I think this is a really great step for me and something that I feel is a great opportunity that I can only learn from, even if there are a few what ifs, which there will be what ifs, you know, I'm going to fall on my face several more times. That's part of it. But to have somebody alongside me like Jenny, and if you met her, oh my gosh, you would, you would totally see it. Like the light that shines from her, I think it's going to be a great fit. So, okay, Lydia, did it actually happen? It's been months. What had happened? <laughs> well, not to be anticlimactic or anything like that, but nothing really happened. <laughs> not to say that we didn't go on a gazillion different visits to different places. We've been actively searching and looking. And like I said, we had lots of different leads and we've met with different commercial uh, real estate property people, whatever their words are. Uh, we've been looking, but we haven't found the exact fit. But we have met several times and we have a couple more leads and we're going to continue to go on more visits and we hope that we can find a place that will work for us. But something did change with my timeline at the brewery. As I mentioned, there was a lot of pressure to move out ASAP, ASAP, ASAP. Like, let's go, Lydia, let's go. It's kind of what I've been feeling over the last several weeks. Well, long story short and a gazillion emotions and a lot of emotional eating, Later, (laughs) the people who were going to support the brewery decided to not. And some new people came in that want to support the brewery as well. And they freaking love me. (laughs) If they're listening to this, hey, I'm just trying to toot my own horn. You guys are wonderful and I appreciate you. But they see me as an asset of the space and they said that they do not need to utilize that area of the brewery that I am in and that they welcome my rent. And we talked it down to a more suitable rate for me at this time, which is $6.50 a month. We all agreed on that. And they are just cheering me on. Wow. (laughs) I know, it's like a big sigh of relief. But you know what? I feel like these times really challenged me for the better. As I mentioned just a little bit ago, I wouldn't have been looking for another place at this point. I don't think I would have looked more at that bigger picture of what I need or really even sat and met with Jenny and kind of seen what this wonderful opportunity of us collaborating together could look like. And realistically, if I sit back and look at where I am in production, I am actually at mass capacity in this space. And Lydia, just talking to myself, it's my verbal journal. I've been staying in the comfort lane. It's so comfy. I don't want to go. I like the people I'm around. But really, I need to be looking at that next step. And I don't think with this kind of push that I would have looked as hard as I did and realized this really is the best time for me to go. Now, although I don't have a place to go quite yet, and I can't wait to be able to come back to you and tell you where this is, because you know this is going to happen. I'm speaking this out into the atmosphere and the universe, and it's my mindset. You understand that. It will happen, but it's not happened quite yet. And so 
All that to say that it has been a little bit of an interesting time, but I'm so grateful for it. And I'm so grateful that you have taken the time to join me in this journey, no matter where it turns and definitely not a turn that I thought would happen. (laughs) That's the name of the game, isn't it? Right? And I appreciate again for those of you who have reached out to me and just saying, hey, we're listening in. Where are you? I definitely want to find my rhythm a little bit better because I miss you. I love this podcast. I love coming on to this platform and just connecting in this way. It's so special to me. And I love hearing from you. Even though I'm not on here, I'm definitely on my email a lot and on social media. So if you want to say hello, I always welcome that. My email is livingfullkombucha at gmail.com. But yeah, it's holiday season. I want to say I'd have a rhythm, but (laughs) y'all know if you're in this space, that rhythm does not exist for the holiday season. And it might look a little bit crazy, but I cannot wait to come back and connect with you when I can again. But in the meantime, if you celebrate the holidays, happy holidays. I wish you the very best. And in the meantime, be well and cheers.